Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to the Science of Success. Introducing your host, Matt Bodner. Welcome to the Science of Success, the number one evidence-based growth podcast on the internet with more than a million downloads and listeners in over 100 countries. In this episode, we discuss how to build a rock star brain. We get into the neurochemical compositions that create moods from happiness to depression and look at how you can change the building blocks of the neurochemicals by changing your diet and your habits. In a world where people are more stressed than ever, sleeping less and trying to do more, we look at the causes of brain drain and what we can do to have physically happier and more productive brains with Dr. Michael Dow. I'm going to give you three reasons why you should join our email list today by going to successpodcast.com and signing up right on the homepage. There's some amazing stuff that's only available to our email subscribers, so be sure you sign up. First, you're going to get access to awesome free guides that we create based on listener demand, including our most popular guide, How to Organize and Remember Everything. You can get it completely for free along with another surprise bonus guide when you sign up and join the email list today. Next, you're going to get a curated weekly email from us every single week called Mindset Monday. Send it out on Mondays, by the way. It's short, simple links, articles, and stories that we found interesting, exciting, and motivating in the last week. Next, you're going to get a chance to shape the show. You're going to get to vote on guests, vote on things like changing our intro music, and even submit your own personal questions to our guests, which we will mix in and ask in our interviews. So be sure you sign up, get on the email list. Only people on the email list have access to these and other amazing content that I haven't even told you about. You can go to successpodcast.com and sign up right on the homepage or you're driving around. If you're on the go, if you're on your phone, just text the word smarter. That's S-M-A-R-T-E-R to the number 44222. In our previous episode, we explored luck. Does luck exist? Is there a science behind luck? 
What does the research reveal about lucky people and unlucky people? Is it possible to manufacture your own luck? We spoke with research psychologist Dr. Richard Wiseman and learned the truth about luck and how you just might be able to create a little bit more in your own life. If you want to be luckier, listen to that episode. Now for the show. Today, we have another exciting guest on the show, Dr. Mike Dow. Mike is a psychotherapist, neurotherapist, and New York Times bestselling author. He's been the host of several television series examining relationships, brain health, addiction, and mental illness. He's frequently a guest or co-host on The Doctors, and his work has been featured in Today, Good Morning America, Nightline, and much more. Mike, welcome to The Science of Success. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, we're very excited to have you here. So I'd love to start out with when, and I think this is a more common phenomenon, more and more common phenomenon, when we feel kind of cloudy or we don't feel like ourselves, we're feeling kind of sluggish, what is that and, and what's going on? Is that just a natural part of aging? Is it a natural part of life or is, is there something deeper there? Well, to some degree, 1% of it is a natural uh, part of aging. You know, our brains tend to shrink a little bit as we age. But most, 99% of it, I would say no. What's really going on is our brains are becoming drained. So, you know, of course, my, the title of the, my book is Heal Your Drained Brain. And, you know, I was inspired to write this book because I was looking at these statistics and I was looking at brain scans. I was looking at, you know, what I was countering in my clinic, in my private practice. Um, and just to be honest, a lot of the, my fellow authors, my colleagues, uh, my friends, what they were experiencing in everyday life and how hard it is to be a high achieving human being these days if you want it all. You know, so if you've ever seen like uh, Mad Men, right, you, you look at these old days when you could, you know, you could kind of go to work and you had uh, somebody taking care of your calls and you sat at a quiet desk and you focused and then you came home and work rarely bothered you. Well, those days are over. But, you know, I guess the question remains, what is happening? What does all that chronic stress do to your brain, especially if you are somebody who's trying to juggle your romantic life, your personal life, your friends, your families, your career, where our brains are becoming drained. And there are, I'm sure we can jump into some of the neuroscience and the neurochemicals involved. But that feeling is what I call brain drain. And if you look at the stats, more and more Americans, and by the way, people around the world are now experiencing this condition of brain drain. And chances are, it was funny, I was just, I just got back from New York and I, Rachel Ray and I were talking about this and she said, she started off the segment by saying, I don't know what a drained brain is, but I think I have it. <laughs> and, and, if, and if you're like her, you probably are in, the, in her shoes, right? If you have this drained brain, you're going to feel it. You're not going to have the energy. You're not going to have the resiliency that you need to get through everything you need to do in, in your daily life. So tell me a little bit more about that, kind of what's going on at sort of a neurological level or a neurochemical level when we're experiencing this brain drain. Yeah, so a couple things. So neurochemically, if you have a drained brain, you know, I have I've created these names for these subtypes of drained brain, right? So there are three stress hormones that I call your three brain drainers. They are adrenaline, norepinephrine, and cortisol. So in a healthy brain, you encounter a stress. So let's say you're uh, creating a new app uh, and you're trying and you're maybe you're in a new relationship and you know, you got those texts flowing in uh, rapid fire on your phone and that stress, right? So every time you get that new text of, Hey, we have a new, a new deadline approaching in a healthy balanced brain, you have two waves. The primary wave is adrenaline and norepinephrine secreted from your adrenal gland. 
glands. And then you have this secondary wave of cortisol, right? So ideally, and of course, it's a little bit easier in the book because you have a, I have these nice X, Y graphs, but if you could kind of just visualize two waves. So imagine the ocean, you have the primary wave, that's adrenaline and norepinephrine, and then you have that second wave and that's cortisol. Now, what happens in drained brains is a couple different things can happen. So in what I call the sort of the garden variety, sort of light drain, all three stress hormones go a little bit too high. In what I call skyrocket drain, what happens is they they sort of, as the name implies, they skyrocket. And then you have panic attacks. You have like feelings of uh, absolute dread. The anxiety becomes almost paralyzing in, in that case. And then you have what I call drop drain. So we've seen in research that some people, uh, when you have that stressor, you have that initial response. So if you look at those two waves, you'll see the waves of these stress hormones going up. But then it's like, imagine two waves waves hitting a brick wall uh, just as they're cresting. So instead of being able to rise and gently fall, they sort of rise and then they drop. Now, while generally speaking, we want to decrease the brain drainers, we also want this normal healthy response because remember that stress hormones are designed to help you charge through that presentation, get through all the stressors because a little bit of of these brain drainers can be helpful. And then you have this fourth subtype of a drained brain, which is what I call X extreme drain. And I spell that capital X hyphen T-R-E-M-E, extreme, because if you look at an XY graph, it really does form an X, meaning the adrenaline and norepinephrine are going up, but cortisol uh, sort of paradoxically stays low. So if you stress yourself out for too long and that is left untreated, or we also saw this and scientists and researchers were actually surprised if you're a vet, if you are somebody who has been through a trauma, if you're the survivor of abuse, people who are diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, and if you're left untreated and you don't take some of my advice in the book, then you're going to have this extreme drain. So you're going to have low levels of cortisol that just sort of remain too low and adrenaline and norepinephrine run too high, which creates this state that sort of this, you're going to feel wired, but also tired right? So cortisol actually helps to wake us up in the morning. You know, in the wee hours, our cortisol starts to rise and that sort of helps to wake us up. So in these brains, the cortisol just stays too low and the other brain drainers are high. So it sort of forms this X, right? So that's sort of in terms of the neurochemicals, those three brain drainers are at play. And then what I call the brain balancers, which sort of are the antidotes to these stress hormones. So that's acetylcholine, GABA, serotonin, melatonin, endorphins, all of these feel-good hormones and neurotransmitters, they're basically running too low. And what's incredible is that through everyday lifestyle changes, this is how you exercise, this is how you eat, you can make more of the brain balancers, you can make more GABA, more serotonin naturally. And of course, later in the show, I'd love to tell you how. And then you can also manage these stress hormone spikes, right? Which is really incredible because we want to sort of regulate the brain drainers. And this is important overall. So, you know, now I'm talking about the chemicals now, but now if we we just uh, shift to brain structure, what happens is in drained brains, you are literally shrinking your brain. Unresolved chronic stress, we know, 
shrinks the prefrontal cortex. That's the part of the brain that separates you from animals. It is the part of the brain that makes you a human being. It is the most advanced part of the brain. It helps you to put the brakes on urges. It helps. It's been said that if a soul, if your soul lived in a part of the brain, it would be in the prefrontal cortex, right? So that part of the brain shrinks if you don't do anything about this drained brain. And then also, if you are eating the wrong foods, we know that, for example, spiking your blood sugar too often shrinks another part of the brain that hippocampus, right? And then some solutions, some of the foods in my 14-day program are really designed to help prevent sort of the shrunken, drained brain by restoring the brain balancers, making sure your brain doesn't shrink. You know, our brains do, again, shrink a little bit as we age, but if you're getting the omega-3 superfoods, especially, you know, the EPA, the DHA that's found in seafood, I can talk a little bit about vegan sources of omega-3s if you'd like, and getting these B vitamins, like especially B12 and B6, all of these vitamins and minerals that act as cofactors that help your brain and body to naturally manufacture the feel-good neurotransmitters that you need to balance this brain drain. I want to dig into the strategies we can implement and, and lifestyle interventions to create kind of a happier, healthier brain. But before we do, I want to look a little bit more at sort of what kind of the inverse side of that coin, which is what are people doing that's causing so much brain drain and kind of brain fog today? You know, what kind yeah, of that's a great question. So some of it is I have a chapter in this book in Heal Your Drain Brain called Wired for Worry. So, you know, there is some genetic loading, of course. And then people who are if you have this family history of any sort of anxiety disorder, you're more likely to think in ways, for example, if you're anxious, maybe you get caught in what I call paralysis analysis, which is another uh, way of saying rumination or stewing and anxious thoughts that drains your brain. So it can be a little bit of genetics. It can be what you went through if you're the survivor of trauma, if you didn't have the kind of healthy parenting that you wish you had. But it can also uh, be the result of our everyday lives, right? So even if you don't have a family history, even if you had great parents, it seems like everything in the modern world, Matt, is set up to drain us. So if you look at the stats, uh, the American Psychological Association has been doing this landmark study for over a decade now. And 2017, last year, was the highest reported average stress level uh, Americans had ever reported. So we really are more stressed out than ever. We sleep an hour less uh, than we did a generation ago. We're working more. Uh, this is especially true for Americans uh, compared to other countries. We just, we work all the time. Our commutes have gotten longer as, you know, it's great that our economy is doing so well, but that has also forced people to live further away from their jobs and further away from city centers. So our commutes have actually gotten longer. And and then we're on our the rapid fire text, emails, Instagram. You know, it's almost as if our our the very technology. You know, I always make a joke that it's funny, isn't it, that social media tends to make some people antisocial because they're so glued to their social media accounts that they don't have any real friends, right? <laughs> Remember that these technologies were invented to supplement or to help us in our in our lives not take the place of them. And I think the danger for so many people these days is we are using our phones, our social media accounts as replacements for things like five minutes in nature, a walk with our dog, 
a sit down dinner without a phone for like 30 minutes, right? Our phones are great. I love social media. I love texting my friends. Uh, I love texting my mom. I don't like long phone calls. I'm not that kind of person. I thank goodness for text. It's how I stay in communication with the world mostly. But, you know, we have to also remember that dividing our attention, um, we know that in brain scans, what's happening, if you think you're multitasking, you're kidding yourself. Because in brain scans, what you are doing is you are rapidly switching tasks. So what you're doing is you are rapidly single tasking so that it feels like you're multitasking, but in reality, you're probably not. And if you're multitasking between two things that are simple, that's fine. But what happens is as the complexity of the tasks will grow, you start to lose efficiency by switching from task to task in your brain. Even if it feels like you're doing two things at once, you're actually switching really quickly, right? And then your brain starts to slow down And then if you are what uh, researchers deem as a heavy media multi-user, so if you're sitting watching Netflix while you're completing a spreadsheet and then you have your phone in your lap and you're checking on your Instagram account and you do that 24 hours a day, you lose the ability to filter out irrelevant stimuli. That means when you're at a meeting and you're at a job interview or you're trying to land a client and somebody is talking to you, you're going to lose your train of thought. You know, they're going to say something and you're going to say, what, what did you just say? And that's not going to look good. Right? So it's important to be, it's great. I'm guilty of it too. You know, I love sometimes at the end of a long day sitting with my laptop in my lap and sort of perusing emails as I'm, as I have something mindless on TV, but we should also know that we can't do that all the time because it really is fogging our brain. It drains our brain. It increases our level of stress hormones. And in terms of, you know, the subtitle of my book is talks about how my program not only relieves anxiety and stress, but also insomnia. I also want to talk about the 24-hour relationship between cortisol and melatonin. So I think I mentioned before that cortisol spikes in the morning to help wake you up as melatonin dips. And then throughout the course of a day, your cortisol level should go down as melatonin rises, right? So think about that. At night, when you go to bed, your cortisol levels should be at the lowest point they've been all day, that one of those brain drainers, that stress hormone cortisol, and your melatonin levels should be at their highest. But if you are sitting at 11 p.m. in bed, checking emails from your phone, number one, the stressful email from your boss is going to shoot up your cortisol levels when your cortisol levels should be going down. And then the blue light from all electronic uh, screens. And by the way, if you have one of the newer iPhones, you should use the night filter because it is the most important production, but it's not perfect, right? So it's still going to suppress a little bit of melatonin production. Television, uh, phones, it's really taking the melatonin production in your brain. It's suppressing it, right? At the very time when you want melatonin high and cortisol low. So basically everything we're doing is in some way draining our brain. And, and there's just so much we can do to naturally reverse that process. It's fascinating. And, and I love hearing about the sort of interplay between all these different neurochemicals. It's something, you know, we talk a lot about on the show and, and I spend a lot of time thinking about you know, especially kind of how to cultivate things like GABA, serotonin, and, and even dopamine. Is this kind of a good point to segue into and look at some of the positive interventions and ways that we can make lifestyle changes that can actually start to rebalance the, the neurochemicals within our brains? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important for people to realize that what we do every single day has a far more, more profound effect on our neurochemicals 
on the state of our brain than, than we think, right? So I want to give you an example. You know, we mentioned serotonin. You know, serotonin is really our main feel-good downer. Uh, dopamine is really our main feel-good upper. Uh, and then, you know, I would say that GABA is also a sort of a, you know, serotonin and GABA sort of are, are a little bit different, but they're both sort of feel-good downers, right? So um, if you take a Xanax, you're releasing a lot of GABA, um, serotonin, uh, people like that street, uh, the street drug Molly because it releases a lot of serotonin. And so it tends to make people very feel really good, uh, but very calm versus dopamine. So let's look at, you know, for example, serotonin. Uh, so if you, first of all, we want to shift away from foods that spike our blood sugar foods with a high glycemic index or glycemic load, you know, all of those foods that you already know are bad for you. Uh, but they're probably worse for you than you think when it comes to your brain. So we now know from recent research that um, that your brain will shrink, uh, that spiking your, your blood sugar with, you know, anything that contains sugar or flour, uh, that is going to drain um, and shrink uh, the hippocampus in your brain. That's a really important part of the brain that you don't want uh, to shrink, right? Uh, it's the main source, uh, the main site uh, of neurogenesis or the birth of new brain cells and connections. Um, and sugar is basically undoing that and it's shrinking that part of your brain. We want your brain to get bigger and better. Uh, if you want to have it all in this world, if you want to have a life where you can have a, a healthy relationship, a, a, a rock star career, uh, you really do want a big, beautiful brain to manage all of that stress and, and juggle all of those things, right? So let's say you're going to have a, a, a rich diet uh, and you're going to eat a uh, a lot of people, when they think of amino acids, they think of muscle growth and bodybuilders. And, you know, that's one of the, the, the uh, reasons for a variety of uh, fruits, vegetables, and amino acids. But the other reason is for these brain chemicals, right? So, for example, tryptophan, which is an amino acid that's found in, for example, quinoa. Um, so if you're shifting from pasta or pizza and the sugar and flour that's going to shrink your brain to healthy quinoa, you're also going to get this amino acid. Now, your, your body and your brain converts tryptophan into 5-HTP, which is then converted into serotonin, which is then later converted from serotonin into melatonin. But your body needs cofactors uh, to make this conversion. So to convert tryptophan into serotonin and melatonin, it needs folate. It needs vitamin B6. It needs vitamin C. It needs zinc. It needs magnesium, right? So that's why you want these healthy foods. So for example, uh, you're going to get some, let's say you have this salad. So you have the quinoa, uh, which is a great source of tryptophan. Uh, you have uh, spinach, which is a great source of folate, aka vitamin B9. Uh, by the way, uh, I like leafy greens because folic acid, the synthetic form of folate, not nearly as good as, as folate, uh, the authentic nature's form of folate found in things like spinach. Uh, and then your body's going to convert that to 5-HTP. And then with the help of vitamin B6 from bananas, maybe some vitamin C from raspberries, maybe some zinc from chickpeas, maybe some magnesium from Swiss chard, your brain is going to convert that into serotonin. Now, the same thing, let's talk about GABA, right? Something that helps also helps you to relieve anxiety. Same thing here. Glutamine is an amino acid found in spinach with the help of vitamin B6, magnesium, and zinc. That is converted into feel-good GABA. 
And then the same thing for that your main feel good upper, you know, tyrosine with the help of these, these same cofactors, these vitamins and minerals, it converts that into dopamine, right? So this is why I recommend in my 14 day program that you eat seven servings of whole fruits and vegetables every single day to ensure that you're getting all these vitamins, these minerals that are going to help your brain to make the feel-good neurotransmitters that you need to start to keep feeling good and relieve that drain brain. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring the right person takes time. Time that you often don't have. But you shouldn't let a time crunch get in the way of finding the right candidates for your business. That's why LinkedIn is the best place to post your job. In fact, I was on LinkedIn Jobs this morning looking for candidates to fill a key role in one of my businesses. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with hard and soft skills you're looking for so that you can hire the right person quickly. You can look for things like collaboration, creativity, and adaptability, looking beyond just work skills and resumes to connect you with the candidates who are a perfect match for your business. That's how LinkedIn makes sure that your job post gets in front of the people you actually want to hire, because they have a much better ability to get a deep insight into exactly who is the right candidate for you and your business. Find the right person meant for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want, and the first $50 is on them. Just visit linkedin.com slash success. Again, that's linkedin.com slash success to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. So much information, so many insights. I'm curious, this kind of makes me think of, I want to dig into some of these solutions a little bit more, but for something like vitamins, for example, what are the effects or is it beneficial to take, for example, a a vitamin B supplement or or a fish oil supplement to kind of supplement your diet if you maybe are not getting enough of these foods naturally, or is it not as bioavailable or is it not as effective? Tell me a little bit about that. Listen, I think it's a great safety net for a lot of people. There, are, Nature has a way, I will say this, nature has a way 
of putting things in combinations that increases their bioavailability. It's just fascinating the way nature just knows how to put things together. So in many ways, yes, when you do get it in a natural form, I like to see the synergistic effects, you know, something else that heals your your brain, probiotics, which I call the new Prozac. (laughs) You know, if you're eating a, a, a diet rich in probiotics, there are prebiotics, but then there are probiotic boosters, right? So if you're eating a natural, healthy foods, that actually enhances the effect of other feel good neurotransmitters. So there is something to be said about synergy and synergistic effects of foods. But I will say that for a lot of people, supplements can be a really great safety net. What I don't want people to do is to supplement and then think that taking a B vitamin supplement means that you can, you know, skip all the other great sources of vitamin B6, B12, and folate, because those three B vitamins, 6, 12, and 9, aka folate, are just so vital. You know, I do, uh, I have to say that I love supplementing, especially when I'm traveling and, you know, I'm not getting a healthy, well-rounded diet. I can actually feel uh, the difference when I get the, a little supplement of those B vitamins. So they are really helpful. It is also very difficult for a lot of people. Unfortunately, our world is polluted and it has polluted our, uh, a lot of our seafood. So, you know, in my book, Heal Your Drain Brain, I, I have what's called the uh, omega-3 superfood list, which is the list of fish that have, number one, high levels of omega-3s, but number two, low levels of toxins like mercury. And a lot of people just think, oh, I just should eat wild cod all the time. But that's actually a myth because for salmon, that's true. Wild salmon, you want to stay away from farm-raised salmon. But there are some farm-raised varieties of fish, for example, farm-raised rainbow trout, that are actually very high in omega-3s. But actually quite low in mercury. So it's safe to eat uh, all the time, just about as safe as it is to eat wild caught salmon. Of course, the same is not true for farm raised salmon. So you want to stay away from that. But supplementing uh, with an omega-3 can be fantastic. You know, in this book, in the brain fog fix, I called the two omega-3s, the two usable forms of omega-3s, EPA and DHA. In my book, The Brain Fog Fix, because that book was really talking about brain fog, depression, dementia, EPA is your feel, I called it your feel good omega-3 because it's been shown to relieve anxiety and boost mood. And I called DHA your think better omega-3 because it's also been shown to improve cognition and prevent dementia. Now in this book, Heal Your Drained Brain, because I'm talking more about stress and insomnia, I call EPA your stressless omega-3. We know that supplementing with high levels of an EPA supplement with very low levels of a DHA can reduce your anxiety by by 20%, but the ratio of EPA to DHA in a supplement needs to be seven to one or higher for you to get that effect. And that's because EPA and DHA compete for space in your cells, right? Now, in this book, I call DHA your sleep soundly omega-3 because it's also been shown to promote restful sleep. So even though I eat a lot of clean seafood and omega-3 superfoods, I do tend to also take on most days, not all days, I I do really like uh, taking an an omega-3 supplement. I have a family history of heart disease. I'm always on planes. You know, I've been to New York and back, uh, been to LA, New York, 
LA in the past, what is that, five or six days. So sometimes that's a little stressful, packing and unpacking, uh, waking up at four o'clock in the morning. So a high EPA supplement can really help to relieve that anxiety. And if you're a vegan or vegetarian, I think what a lot of people don't understand. So number one, if you're a man, or number two, if you're an aging woman, What's interesting about the vegan sources of omega-3s, the ALA, right, that you're going to find in walnuts and flaxseed, people don't understand that when they see 1,000 milligrams of omega-3s that's like fortified and added to a food or maybe uh, it's found in, you know, walnuts, your body has to convert that into the two usable forms that I just talked about, EPA and DHA. And it's not really good at this conversion. And men are not as good at this conversion when compared to women. And, you know, we think that it has something to do with hormones. So theoretically, we know that younger women are probably better at this than older women. We also know that there's a difference between racial people of different racial uh, and ethnic backgrounds. So really, the best way to ensure you're getting the EPA and DHA is going straight to either the omega-3 superfood seafoods or supplement. And I'll tell you, if you are a vegan or a man and you're eating a lot of the vegan omega-3s like walnuts, flaxseed, your body is okay at converting ALA found in walnuts into EPA. And it's a great food. Don't get me wrong. It's fantastic. I recommend everyone eat a lot of walnuts there and all the other sources of ALAs, that omega-3, the the plant-based omega-3. But your body is terrible and men are especially terrible at converting ALAs into DHA, which remember is the omega-3 that helps you to think better and sleep soundly, right? So if you are uh, vegan, you can supplement with a plant-based DHA supplement. So if for all those vegetarians out there who don't eat fish, uh, that may be something, and especially the, the male vegans out there or vegetarians, you may want to pick up that supplement. So I, I think people, when they think about it in this way, it's not, well, do I eat healthy or do I supplement? You know, it's sort of looking at you, who you are, your lifestyle, and seeing which one works best for you, and always using supplements, hopefully, as a something to either augment, enhance, or as a safety net for those times, you know, like those busy travel periods where you just can't find, you know, you're, you're at some uh, chain hotel in, in the Midwest and in, in the suburbs, and you know that all there is is fast food around your hotel. That, that's a great time to get a great supplement to make sure you're getting all of these vitamin and mineral cofactors to, to heal a drained brain. It's fascinating. I never knew that I could learn so much about just omega-3s. It's, it's really interesting. I love them. Omega-3s are probably one of the best things for your brain. You know, in part of my 14-day program is you have to eat one omega-3 superfood each and every day. It's the best thing you can do for your brain in terms of food, that is. It's the building block of your brain. You know, it's why pregnant women need DHA to, to give their developing infant's brain the building block that the human body needs to construct a brain. And if you're building new brain cells, and by the way, you know, of course, I always uh, talk about, uh, you know, use it or lose it. And for a lot of people who are trying to enhance their productivity, it's use it and improve it. And if you're trying to improve your brain and you're trying to 
boost neurogenesis and have a better brain, a faster brain, a bigger brain that is going to be able to handle more and be the best in your field. You really want those omega-3s because it is the building block of your brain, right? So it is important. And hey, you can't go wrong if you supplement. If you supplement as a safety guard, you know, I, I again, I do both. I, I supplement and I eat a lot of uh, the omega-3 superfoods. And when you say they're the building blocks of your brain, you you're, you mean sort of literally at a cellular level. It's one of the cornerstones of, of building healthy cells, correct? Yeah, I exactly. I, I mean, I really compare when people don't understand what DHA is, that omega-3, I say imagine DHA is like Play-Doh. It's your brain's Play-Doh that is actually constructing or, you know, Tinker Toys is maybe a visually is actually a little bit more accurate in terms of what neurons look like and the synapses and the dendrites and all that. But, um, you know, it really is literally your the brain's building block. You know, people with who've had if you have had any if, uh, a stroke, a traumatic brain injury, if your brain is healing from anything, a high DHA supplement. My brother uh, has a rare brain disease and had a massive stroke when he was 10 years old. And the first thing my brother, we started, I was 15 at the time and not an expert on brain health, but my father was a physician and did a lot of research. And the first thing we did was get, we got my brother on uh, a high DHA omega-3 and it really helps the brain to rewire. So even if you haven't had a stroke, if you are trying to make your brain better, DHA is probably one of the best things you can take. Really, really interesting. What about kind of, and we touched on this a little bit, but macronutrients more broadly, sort of each of the different macros, so, you know, carbs, fat, et cetera, and protein, how do each of those kind of play into brain health? Well, that's a great question and a really large question in terms of what we could talk about. So let, let me just say that uh, a couple of really interesting things when it comes to sort of that breakdown I think it's really interesting. You know, I think as Americans, we are sort of all or nothing thinkers, right? Remember the the fat-free craze and then it was sort of the carb-free craze. So pe- one day it was everyone in America was eating bagels, fat-free bagels, and then everyone was on the Atkins diet and they were eating no bagels, but they were eating bacon all day long. And I think, you know, what I recommend is the healthiest by far when it comes to having a rock star brain is what I call a modified Mediterranean diet. That is a diet that is looking at sort of a nice healthy balance. So it's not going carb free. It's not going fat free, but you're shifting away from the high omega six fats, right? So you have this balance and I, I call it modified because in my program, it's a pretty, I would say it's a lower but not carb-free. It's a lower carbohydrate Mediterranean diet. If you really want a lean body and a lean brain, you want a modified Mediterranean diet uh, filled with the lean proteins, the nuts, olive oil. Those are your best fats. Uh, Olive oil, you know, there's a lot of people are insane for coconut oil these days. I, I think coconut oil, if it's a high quality, extra virgin, expeller pressed organic, I think that can be a great treat. But you know, in my opinion, extra virgin olive oil is still the winner if those two were to be in a, you know, a wrestling match, coconut oil versus EVOO. I think extra virgin olive oil is still the winner there. So you really want this balance. You want this modified Mediterranean diet that can really help your brain to become its best self or you to become your best self and your brain to become bigger and better. 
we know that shifting away from all of these oils that you will find in almost every food, you know, one of my pet peeves is when I'm in an airport store and I see natural, you know, some sort of a nut and I'll say like all natural almonds or something. And I'll look on the back and it's nuts with some terrible oil. All of these oils, you know, especially the worst oil, which is soybean oil, these oils are just terrible for you. If it's not extra virgin olive oil, you know, all of these disgusting oils, they're just crap because they put your brain in a state, uh, something I don't think we've touched on yet. Um, the other thing is it puts your brain in a state of chronic inflammation. We know that inflam the inflammatory response in the brain is just terrible for the brain. We want to shift the brain from pro-inflammatory to anti-inflammatory. And if you take out all the crap oils in the standard American diet and you shift to oils found in nuts, you know, nuts with no added oils, extra virgin olive oil uh, for cold preparations, and then extra virgin olive oil isn't as stable at high temperatures. So if you're cooking, you can use just regular uh, sometimes it's labeled light olive oil or just olive oil if you're heating it, shifting you from high omega-6s, a.k.a. inflammation, to higher omega-3s, anti-inflammatory uh, response in the brain and the body. And, you know, this used to be just a few years ago, we thought that this was sort of a preventative uh, approach. But in the past, I believe it was just about one year ago, there was a human clinical study published that showed that even for patients diagnosed, so this is not prevention, this is now treatment, patients diagnosed with major depressive disorder who followed a, what I call this modified Mediterranean diet, some of them actually went into remission. So that's kind of huge for any of us, right? So even if, you, if you're not facing major depressive disorder, we know just how powerful this modified Mediterranean diet is for your brain. It's just fantastic, you know? So it's a lot of fruits and vegetables, nuts, olive oil, uh, fish. And then if you are eating animal products, you know, I tend to try to limit mine. I think a lot of people eat too much. When you eat a lot of meat, by the way, your body and brain do give a, you do get a little boost in stress hormones by eating uh, a lot of meat. So you are going to get a little bit of that brain drainer. So you do want healthier meats. And research also shows that when you favor organic, grass-fed, pastured, uh, humanely raised, all of these words aren't just great for the animals. They're great for you because you are what you eat ate. So if an animal is humanely raised, grass-fed, free-roaming, organic, and they are actually outside and they are actually eating grass, food companies can get away with some of these labels and trick you and feed them industrial grains. But if they're organic, you know, still get away with some of these. So you want as many, you know, I try to go for as many of these words as you can find, right? And they're becoming uh, less and less expensive these days. We know that animal products that have these words have more omega-3s, which again are great for the brain, and less omega-6s when compared to conventionally factory farmed animal products. So whether you're drinking milk, eating cheese, uh, chicken, beef, no matter what it is, if you favor the organic, you're going to get more omega-3s and less omega-6s. You're still not going to get as many omega-3s you know, when compared to eating like an, an omega-3 superfood, but you're definitely going to get more than the conventionally raised crap meat that a lot of Americans are eating all day long. So that's sort of a 
a good overview, I think, maybe of, of proteins and fats and, and sort of the macro approach. And just to give some examples, you touched a little bit on soybean oil, but what are some other kind of common sources of omega-6 fats? I would say the most offensive villain here is is the factory farmed meats. You know, if if you go anywhere in the country, it's pretty much anything you find in processed foods is going to have soybean oil and then it's going to have a factory farmed meat product, right? So those two are the the most egregious offenders of this high omega-6 aka a pro inflammatory diet for your brain and you just really want to shift away from that if at all possible. I'm curious, are there other kind of, you know, strategies that you recommend or, or have we have we missed anything in terms of kind of digging into the various interventions that we can implement to kind of get away from brain drain and build a really smart, healthy, vibrant brain? Yeah. So I, I have a lot of uh, practices. So, you know, the second week of my 14 day program is all about these practices that help to shift your brain from a sympathetic nervous system dominant state, aka fight or flight, into a parasympathetic dominant one, aka rest and digest. So if you kind of look at these two sides, I always use the analogy, this visual of a seesaw, uh, your brain is always going to be tilted towards one or the other, right? So if you're not stressed out and you're nice and balanced, the seesaw will be tilted towards parasympathetic rest and digest. If you're drained, it's going to be tilted towards sympathetic nervous system, aka fight or flight, and it's going to stay there, right? So we basically need to find a practice and hopefully it's going to be a practice that's natural. You know, I think the other thing that we're, we're learning is the less people can rely on prescription medication, the better. So if you don't need to take a, a clonopin or a Xanax or an Ativan to shift your brain away from fight or flight into rest and digest, the better. You know, so I have a lot of uh, clinically proven practices like progressive muscle relaxation, autogenic training, self-hypnosis, mindfulness meditation. You know, I think this these things used to be sort of very hippie, airy-fairy, but I think they've come into the mainstream and I'm so glad because they really do work. And I think, you know, I have a script of all of these practices in the book and uh, mantra, I also have mantra meditation in the book. And it's, it's sort of finding that tool that works for you. You know, I've done a lot of mindfulness meditation and a lot of self-hypnosis. My brain, I prefer self-hypnosis in terms of how deep I can go, how quickly. And if, if I'm feeling really stressed, it, that's a little practice that I can use in my own mind if I'm, you know, no matter where I am, that works for me. So it's having that toolbox of, you know, what is that little practice, that 30-second practice practice that works for you. And, you know, also exercise, right? You know, in the chapter in Heal Your Drained Brain called Jog for Joy, it's fascinating. People are just loving, uh, they're going nuts over this chapter, the people that have uh, read and reviewed this book, because, you know, I've really broken down exercise into these brain chemicals. So, you know, for example, overall, we want to be more fit because during the course of a day, fit people release over 40% less cortisol, that stress hormone, that brain drainer, compared to people who are out of shape. So you want to get in shape, right? But you also want to be really careful and you want to use the right exercise at the right time. So let me uh, tell you what I mean by that. If you get on that treadmill and you're having a really bad day and you carry around a lot of anger and you're just, you're just having the worst day you've ever had, and then you do intense interval training, recent research shows that you may increase your risk of a heart attack, right? So it's kind of interesting that that would 
for example, be a great day to do yoga or something, maybe, maybe something that's not interval training. Interval training, by the way, is one of the best ways to get in shape fast. And if you need to lose some belly fat, interval training is fantastic. And we do want to get in shape rapidly because as I said, it's one of the best ways to sort of globally reduce your stress hormone levels because fit people release less cortisol throughout the day compared to people who are not in shape. But interval training actually spikes your cortisol levels, your stress hormone levels in the short term, but then you get this long-term benefit, right? And then, you know, another thing that I have in the book that I people uh, love is this new form of interval training. And it's a 10-minute interval training protocol that's been clinically proven in research. In this research, they found that cardiovascular health improved in these two groups in equal amounts. One group uh, was doing standard interval training, you know, about an hour a class. The other group was doing 10-minute these high intensity, what's called sprint interval training, where it's sort of warm up, jog, all out for 30 seconds, jog, all out for 30 seconds, jog, all out for 30 seconds, jog, cool down, a little 10 minute burst. And, you know, over the course of, I forget what the, the time frame was, but I think it was about a month. These two groups had similar improvements. So this is not to take away from an hour long interval training class. You should absolutely do that. I do a lot of those classes myself. But it it proves that 10 minutes, uh, this is a little trick that I use when I'm in a hotel gym that's disgusting. And, you know, it's like basically you're in this little room and it's hard to motivate yourself when you're tired and jet lagged and you're in this little hotel gym with like one treadmill. Uh, You can do this little 10 minute workout if you only have a little bit of time and it's certainly better than nothing. And it, in fact, we think that if you follow this format that's, that's in my book, that it may be just as effective in many ways as a longer class because you're just pushing your body and then, and then pulling back. But you also want to make sure that you're again, choosing the right exercise for you on the right day at the right time, because it really does have a profound effect on your brain health. So many good strategies and, and kind of practical tips for somebody who's listening to this interview, what would be kind of one starting point that you would give them as a, kind of a piece of homework or an action item that they could use to implement the ideas that we've talked about today? I would say just start uh, slowly. Remember that when it comes to brain health and healing your drained brain, you know, my 14-day program is certainly a great jump start, and most people start to feel a lot better. But at the end of the day, your brain health, it's not a sprint. It's actually a marathon. And a lot of the choices are choices that you're going to make for the rest of your life. So that being said, if it is a marathon, the biggest change, you know, the pyramid started with one brick, you know, or the Empire State Building or whatever that visual is that you love. So just do one healthy thing that you didn't do yesterday and do it today. And gradually you start to feel better. And a lot of times when people make one change, they start to feel a little better. And that provides them with the momentum and the positive feedback that makes two changes easier to do tomorrow. So if you're somebody who maybe does need a little bit of a boot camp, you know, my 14 day program is great. But what I don't want people to do is go all out and then feel hopeless and said and then say, oh, I can't do it. It was too hard. So if, if you're one in that boat where you're just feeling, oh, gosh, there's so much I have to do differently. All you have to do, I would say today, do one thing that you've heard today that is going to be better for your brain. The positive feedback will carry you through and hopefully tomorrow you'll do, too. And where can listeners find you and your books and all this information online? 
Yeah, you can go to my website, Dr. Mike Dow. That's D-R-M-I-K-E-D-O-W, like Dow Jones, dot com, Dr. Mike Dow. I'm on social media, Dr. Mike Dow, on all my accounts. And my new book, Heal Your Drained Brain, is available in all major bookstores, Amazon, hayhouse.com, all indie bookstores. It goes on sale February 6, 2018. Well, Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing all this information. I learned a tremendous amount about brain health, omega-3s, and, and much, much more. So thank you so much for being a guest and sharing all this wisdom. Thanks for having me, Matt. Thank you so much for listening to The Science of Success. We created this show to help you, our listeners, master evidence-based growth. I love hearing from listeners. If you want to reach out, share your story, or just say hi, shoot me an email. My email is matt at successpodcast.com. That's M-A-T-T at successpodcast.com. I'd love to hear from you and I read and respond to every single listener email. I'm gonna give you three reasons why you should sign up for our email list today by going to successpodcast.com, signing up right on the homepage. There's some incredible stuff that's only available to those on the email list, so be sure to sign up, including an exclusive curated weekly email from us called Mindset Monday, which is short, simple, filled with articles, stories, things that we found interesting and fascinating in the world of evidence-based growth in the last week. Next, you're getting an exclusive chance to shape the show, including voting on guests, submitting your own personal questions that we'll ask guests on air, and much more. Lastly, you're gonna get a free guide we created based on listener demand, our most popular guide, which is called How to Organize and Remember Everything. You can get it completely for free, along with another surprise bonus guide by signing up and joining the email list today. Again, you can do that at successpodcast.com, sign up right at the homepage, or if you're on the go, just text the word SMARTER, S-M-A-R-T-E-R, to the number 44222. Remember, the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to a friend, either live or online. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us an awesome review and subscribe on iTunes because that helps boost the algorithm that helps us move up the iTunes rankings and helps more people discover the science of success. Don't forget, if you wanna get all the incredible information we talk about in the show, links, transcripts, everything we discuss, and much more, be sure to check out our show notes. You can get those at successpodcast.com. Just hit the show notes button right at the top. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode of The Science of Success. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.